Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, the founder of Style Story, Australia's first online K-beauty store, and of course, your guide to the world of K-beauty and what is going on. And of course, Tuesday's episode, we always kick off with the latest in Korean beauty news headlines. And I have some more really, really interesting ones for you today. I actually today had trouble choosing which ones to focus on. There's seemingly more and more stuff going on. I don't know if it's that or I just know where to look more to see what news is going on. When I first started doing this section, I remember like sort of trawling around and trying to find things that weren't things that you can just easily stumble across. I don't really like to cover things in this segment that like are in, you know, overseas magazines and stuff like that in English because I figure, you know, you guys can go and find that stuff yourself if you really want to. And none of that is really, I guess, you know, the cutting edge of what's going on in Korea. If you really want to know what's going on in Korea and with K-beauty, you really do have to search in Korean. Everything takes just that much longer to trickle through. And I've noticed that some things just inevitably don't trickle through into the English language. Uh, For example, I was on Korean radio last week for my regular segment and we were covering untapped uh, beauty which is a, a new trend that's sort of arisen because of the pandemic and I was just sort of having a ferret around online just to see what had been reported on this untapped beauty trend in English and I really couldn't find anything on it so I think that just goes to show that when it comes to K-beauty the source and the best place to go is still all the Korean news headlines so I'm just going to translate the most interesting things that I found for you guys uh, you know I mean they're not it's not always going to be completely unavailable in English, but that is kind of more what I'm trying to do is find things that you might not have already stumbled over because I just figure that's just a little bit more interesting rather than talking about you know, the same trends and, you know, oh, let's do glass skin for the 18th time. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. I figure people that, you know, are reporting on it that can't speak Korean, they're kind of limited into what they can talk about. So they tend to just talk about the same things over and over again. But we don't have that problem. So we can have a look at some of the new and cool things that are going on. And one of the ones that I saw this week that I thought was super interesting. So this was actually, it has been published in the Journal of Investigative Dermatology. And it's basically uh, a report that was conducted, a study on genes that determine the color of your face. So human skin color, obviously, I think most of us can probably guess, it is determined largely by genetic factors. But this study, which was another one actually by LG H&H, Household and Healthcare, they did a study on 17,019 Korean women. And what they were looking to do was identify genetic variants that are associated with the skin color on our face. And they actually did. So obviously the this study, these results are specific to Koreans, but I think, you know, we're all still the humans. It's not like Koreans are, you know, so different from everyone else. I think we can probably assume that this will also be the case for people of other races. But in the case of Koreans specifically, they did identify variants uh, in different genomic loci that are associated with 
facial skin color. And what they have done or basically said is that they're confident that this kind of work can help them to bring new products to the market to help with issues like pigmentation. So what they were saying is that the current products, skincare products on the market that work to reduce melanin production, which is of course what leads to things like pigmentation, hyperpigmentation, people getting dark spots and freckles and things like that. They said, you know, the current products on the market that work to target melanin production don't help really when the issue is genetic. So what they're planning to do is actually launch customized skincare solutions that basically work to help with issues that are, you know, genetically caused or caused by you having these variants that are associated with particular facial skin colors. And they're also going to do, be developing diagnostic solutions as well. So basically they're hoping that they can do everything from uh, you know, diagnosing your current skin and even predicting your future pigmentation levels, which on the one hand sounds super cool, but on the other hand is very scary if you think about it. If someone can tell you what your skin is going to look like in like five to 10 years time based on your genes, I'm like, on the one hand, I want, I want to know that. But on the other hand, is that just going to upset me? I'm not sure. So anyway, just some really, really interesting studies and work that is being done on the ground here in Korea. So I am super keen to see where that all leads. Uh, and, you know, you would imagine that if that kind of thing is being done here in Korea, that probably studies will be, be being done somewhere else down the track to see whether, you know, people from other different races have these same issues. So that was, I thought, very, very interesting. Now, the other piece of news, which I almost <laughs> laughed when I I saw this one. It's basically like because people are getting up and leaving their houses, cosmetic sales are starting to go up and also you know people are taking their masks off as well and I'm just like that feels so judgmental that we have all just been sitting in our houses for the last two years but you know they're also not wrong. <laughs> so basically now that COVID is sort of lifting a little bit uh, also the weather like you know people tend to hibernate a little bit more when it gets you know cold plus we've had the pandemic well the good news is people are finally leaving their couch leaving their Netflix leaving their sofa behind getting outside and that means that you know different products I guess are starting to be sold so what they were saying was that in the beauty industry the consumption and sales of products aimed at outdoor activities are also increasing as well as color cosmetics so color cosmetics and skincare are, are up as much as 60% in Korea this year compared to the same period last year which is actually like that's pretty crazy if you think about it. So last year was evidently just a dead year. People were just like, you know what, forget it. I'm just staying at home, I'm not doing anything. I don't need makeup. I don't need skincare. I'm just going to sit on my couch. And they also said that because of this atmosphere of easing with the COVID-19 restrictions, a lot of Koreans are looking to resume their regular outdoor activities. So in general, I would say swooping generalization, obviously, but Koreans love hiking. They love golf. And a lot of people here also really like camping. So a lot of uh, products and things like that that come onto the market are targeted at people like this. I know we spoke on the show last year about the emergence of sun patches, which is basically like a patch that you can put on 
on your skin uh, to block the the sun basically while you're doing your outdoor activities like uh, you know golf and things like that and they're particularly useful for places uh, on the face that you know golfers generally tend to see more sun on their face so like you can you and also where you tend to get things like melasma and pigmentation so like your cheeks Uh, so that was in the news some brands are reporting 254 percent year-on-year growth in their sun products Uh, and you know that's likely the result of people resuming their outdoor activities Uh, and then Lotte department store which is one of the big ones here in Korea said that the sale of color cosmetics in their department stores rose 20 percent in April uh, compared to last year and that there are a lot of new makeup releases coming onto the market as well the other category of products that was getting a mention is brightening skincare products as well and they were saying that you know this is probably to do with the fact that a lot of people are doing much uh, many more outings outings is kind of the word that we use in korean uh you know nadari it's basically just like you know anytime you leave your house and do anything outside that's like an outing so if you go and hang out with your friends at the park uh if you you know i don't know literally anything it's a little outing that's just what we call it uh and they were saying that because people are doing more of these you know more and more people are looking to brighten up their skin uh you know because obviously the more time you spend outside the more likely you are to get a tan or get you know pigmentation dull skill thing dull skin and things like that so brightening care products are also experiencing a little bit of a, a boom compared to last year as well so that is sort of what going on on the ground here uh, I can confirm the weather it is getting quite hot at the moment but lots and lots more people are sort of out and about like if you go for a walk through the park or whatnot the kids are all out playing again in the playgrounds which is so nice to see like the playgrounds have been like bolted up and just closed off in a lot of the cases so the kids couldn't even play on them which is just like you know apart from the fact that it makes them so much harder to entertain at home it was really really sad to see see that throughout the pandemic so the good news is that everything the general atmosphere over here if you are thinking about you know coming over or making a trip anytime soon is very much business as usual and people are kind of trying to get on with their lives the best they can uh the mask restrictions as of may 2022 so we are required to wear masks indoors but not outdoors but having said that i would say the vast majority of people Anywhere between 90 to 95% of people that I see walking outdoors are still wearing their masks. That changes a little bit if you go down to the parks, maybe by the Han River parks, there's a few more people with them off. Uh, But if you see people just sort of out on the streets in Gangnam or what, you know, walking with their colleagues, people are still wearing their masks outside as well. So that's kind of where we're at with the whole COVID situation here. Uh, So not sure how that, you know, sort of lines up in terms terms of what everyone else is doing uh you know i know for example in italy i'm pretty sure that there's only a few you know uh places that you still need to wear your masks outdoors like for big performances or theaters and things like that whereas in Australia the Aussies I've spoken to have said that you know it's basically masks off uh, you know for most places but people are wearing them on public transport you know that it kind of differs from state to state so that's kind of what to expect if you're heading over here anytime soon 
Now on to this week's question of the week. And this is a question that I've received a couple of times over the years. Uh, But our questioner was asking, how do I lighten my underarms? So this is a thing that I think some people, if they've never had this problem before, they're kind of like, well, hold on a minute. Why do we need to worry about what color our underarms are? However, for people that do have this problem with their underarms darkening, they can find it extremely distressing and they want to know some ways that they can fix it and get their skin back to what it used to be. So I am just going to provide my advice, you know, whether you want to do this for yourself or not, whether you, you know, have this problem, I will leave that up to you but this is how to do it and this is why it happens. So first I would say that when it comes to the skin under our arms you might not realize it but it's actually extremely delicate very similar in many respects to the skin under our eyes, under our eyelids, uh, like eye, eyelid skin under the eyes are very, very delicate compared to other parts of the face. And what that means is obviously it is much more prone to irritation and irritation can then produce additional pigmentation. The other thing is that if you think about your underarms, obviously the skin is touching itself, particularly if you have your arms closed, basically the two sides of your armpit, your underarm skin is folding in on itself. And what that means is when we're talking about applying any products to our underarm area, you do need to be a little bit careful because it will absorb at an increased rate. And that also means that, you know, our an ingredient that might be irrit- that might be non-irritating when you apply it to one part of your skin, if you apply it under your underarm, can be a lot more irritating. So that's why it is an area to proceed with a little bit of caution because you don't want to irritate it further. So a lot of the time when people are experiencing this darkening of the skin under their arms, it can be caused by damaged fro- damage from razors. Uh, the other thing just to note, and this is not to alarm anybody at all, but just in case, it can also be a sign of pre-diabetes. So if you think that might be a problem for you, maybe just check that one with your doctor. But in a lot of cases, the darkening of the skin will be caused by damage and irritation. So what are some practical tips and things that you can do to help with this problem? Obviously, sort out any razor or shaving issues that you're having. If you're using a blunt blade or something like that, that is not great. Uh, So sort that out. Get yourself a new razor. Get yourself a non-irritating razor. And then also try and treat any sort of underarm rashes or anything like that first. Get that under control. And then my next tips will probably make a little bit more sense if that hasn't you know, already resolved the issue first. The first thing after you've done that is to moisturize the area and make sure you keep it nice and hydrated. Now, that might sound a little bit weird because, you know, it's a part of the body that can sweat or whatnot. But like we talk about with oily skin on skipping moisturizer, it's not a good idea to do it. Keep that area moisturized as well. Make sure that you have a good deodorant. Uh, That can go a really, really long way to helping as well. Now, some people find that they are able to apply chemical exfoliants under the area to help with the darkening and pigmentation. So AHAs, glycolic acid, but as always, when we're talking about these 
these kind of products, you need to keep an eye on your irritation levels and make sure you're not irritating the skin even further. Tread very, very lightly when you're doing things like that, but that can help. So they're just some at-home options for you like if you you know have gone through all of these you've changed over your razors you've gotten rid of any shaving rashes you're moisturizing regularly you've got a decent deodorant and you're applying chemical exfoliants and none of that has helped then there are some professional treatment options available as well, including things like laser and microneedling. So that would be one to speak to your health professional about, Uh, you know, a person that is obviously qualified to carry out those treatments on you, but they are just a couple of different tips and options I have for you. I will pop those in the show notes so that you can reference them if you want to make a little list for yourself as well. I hope that answered your question. if you, if anyone, any of our listeners do have a question, feel free to send it through. You can be completely anonymous. If you want to share your name, that's totally fine as well. Get in touch either with our team, admin at stylestory.com.au, or you can come through to us on social media, whatever way you would prefer. We would be all of our team would always be happy to answer your questions. But if you would also like for it to be shared on a question of the week or it's not too personal or I can anonymize it in any way, then I will do that as well, just so that a few more people can get the benefit of the answer. Uh, especially because I know sometimes it's something that you're like, oh, like I am worried about it, but like I don't want to ask the question. So sometimes just hearing about it and hearing that other people have the same problem as you can be just, you know, put your mind at ease a little bit. So that is actually not an uncommon question at all. The one that I just read out for you guys. I've definitely had that a few times over the years that people are wanting product recommendations. So you are not alone. Don't worry. Uh, And we had a new review for the podcast. So thank you very much to Sammy who left her review. She said, my go-to comfort podcast. I love in caps lock, all things K-beauty. And this podcast always teaches me new things about skincare, but there is so much more to this podcast than K-beauty. I love being informed on all that's going on in the news in Korea as well. That's always my fave segment. Such a fabulous and well-rounded podcast. Thank you, Lauren, for all you do. Thank you so much, Sammy. That is absolutely lovely. And I'm really happy that you have shared which which part is your favorite segment. Guys, you need to let me know. You got to tell me, otherwise I don't know. And, you know, I might drop your favorite segment if I think that no one likes it. So please do leave a review. Please do let me know what you like about the show. If you have a favorite segment, if you have things that you would like to hear more of, there are so many things that we can talk about, but I'm just you know, always a little bit hesitant to go too off-piste in case it's something that people are just not interested to hear about. You know, there's so many other cultural things like that that we could touch on. Like I was even thinking the other day, like maybe it'd be fun to do like, you know, just some random episodes thrown in there every now and again about like, you know, 10 Korean snacks to try or 10 Korean meals or something like that. But I have no idea if you guys are even interested in any of that. So I will not do those ones unless you tell me, yes, do that. Or, hey, I would really like, you know, 
I don't know, a, a list of the top 10 Korean movies that you need to see from all time or something. I don't know. Whatever it is about like Korean cultural things, I will wait for you guys to tell me. And in the meantime, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep standing here talking to myself about, about K-beauty, about news, a few little recommendations. So let's keep going. I have a new K-Beauty product for you guys. And that is 23 years old Bakuchiol Toner. So this is actually a new release. It will be on the Style Story website soon, if not already by the time this podcast goes live. And the reason that we have released this one is because you guys went crazy for their moisturizer and serum in the same line. So 23 years old recently, it recent-ishly last year, I think it was, re- released their Bacuccio line. And they had two products to start off with, an ample slash serum and then a moisturizer. This is the toner to go along with with it. I'm not sure if this is the completion of the line, but it is an extra product. Obviously, it is using this plant extract, uh, Bacuchiol, which is touted as a natural retinol alternative. We've spoken about that on uh, the show before, uh, that it has many of the same benefits as retinol, but a few less of the downsides uh, in terms of, you know, things like sensitivity and irritation. It also does have antioxidant properties as well. So this is going to be a good option for people that are looking for, you know, an a toner that has a few anti-aging benefits in it. It has a few other ingredients in there as well, including niacinamide. It's got oat kernel extract, which is a little bit of an interesting one. So oat kernel in general can be really good for helping to keep the skin healthy uh, and, and balanced. And it can also really help with the skin's barrier, soothing and moisturizing. So that's an interesting ingredient. They've thrown artichoke leaf extract in there, which I'm seeing a little bit more. I think these days that didn't used to be very common, but I'm, I'm noticing artichoke a little bit more. Adenosine as well, another really great anti-aging in- ingredient that K-Beauty loves and better glucan. So all good things. So go and check that one out if you are in the market for something like that. That is 23 years old, the Cucciol Toner. And we have also had some new K-Beauty product reviews left on the website. So the first one was for Charm Zone's Retinol Emulsion. And this product has been quite popular lately. Our reviewer said, I've been trying this product for a few weeks and I cannot recommend it enough. I have noticed such a difference in how my skin looks and feels. My skin is glowing. I cannot wait to keep using this product and I will definitely be repurchasing. So thank you very much for that. Definitely go and check that line out, Charm Zone's retinol line. If you are in the market for uh, retinol products that are non-irritating and quite hydrating, we've been getting some really good reviews through for those. And the second one is for Misha's Imperfect Cover BB Cream. And this review says, best BB cream ever. My first order of K-Beauty products is likely one of the best things I've done for my skin. I wanted this BB cream in number 23 and it was out of stock. So in my eagerness, I ordered number 27 just to try it. I'm in my low 60s and was looking for something with good coverage and that doesn't settle into my creases. It was 
a little too dark for me. So I diluted a tiny amount with my sunscreen and it's amazing. You only need a very small amount and the coverage stays neat all day without feeling weighed down. Thank you, Style Story. Well, thank you to you. And I'm really happy to hear that it was working so well for you. That's another really good tip if you guys end up with a BB cream that's not quite the right color. There are a few different ways that you can uh, dilute it. Uh, like our reviewer suggested, mixing it in with sunscreen is one way to do it. Another way is with primer. Uh, if you have a good primer, particularly one of the shimmery style primers, that's actually a really nice way to get that nice glowy uh, K-Beauty glow finish. And then, of course, if you have just another product that has a, a better color match for you, you can mix a little bit in with that as well. So lots of different ways if you do end up with a product that you don't want to throw out, but it's slightly not the right color. There, there are a couple of ways to make that look a little less obvious. So thank you very much for sharing that tip as well. And now to round off today's episode, my recommendation of the week. And I've actually stolen this recommendation because I was introduced to this YouTube channel through... I'm going to say my husband. I'm pretty sure he was one of the first people to introduce it to me. And, you know, I just heard him chortling one night, just like couldn't control his laughter. And I was like, what is wrong with you? What are you watching? He was like, oh my God, you have to watch this. So what is it? It is a very, very popular YouTube channel, a Korean YouTube channel. They've got over 3 million subscribers. It's called Jang Biju Studio. Uh, and basically, it's a satire series. It's very hilarious. They're short animated cartoon videos. They're very, very entertaining, but quite critical of a lot of aspects of Korean society. The good news is because this channel is now so big and so popular, they've got English language subtitles as well. Uh, and they've just gone from strength to strength. I can't remember when we started following them, but we've been following them for a while and they now even do like branded content as well. Like they've done ads for like PlayStation and Netflix and things like that that are in their same style and they're just really, really hilarious. One thing I would say is if you don't know anything about Korean culture, maybe you've never watched any Korean TV, I'm not sure how much sense a lot of their sort of little in-jokes will make. But if you are the kind of person that watches a bit of like maybe Korean reality TV or maybe you watch dramas or something like that, or you're quite familiar with Korean culture, I think you will love this because they just, they hit the nail on the head so, so well. They poke fun at, fun at so many different things. One of the ones that blew up was like a mishmash of several different really popular K-drama storylines. And so I think they were doing a takeoff of like Crash Landing on You mashed in with like The King, Eternal Monarch and, you know, poking fun at like all the PPL, uh, the product placement that goes on in the dramas. So they're just hilarious. I'm going to link to their YouTube channel in the show notes as well. So you guys can go and check that out. Just very witty, very funny, uh, you know, very irreverent, uh, and they don't take, you know, Korean culture that seriously. They're, they're happy to pick fun at silly parts of the culture as well. So that is just a really, really entertaining channel for people that love Korea uh, and, you know, have consumed some Korean content, I think. So 
that is my recommendation for this week. I am going to leave it there, but I will, of course, be back in your ears on Thursday. And we have a really big special on how to treat or rather how Koreans treat the signs of aging. So stick around for that if you are, you know, wanting to get a sort of a close up look at all the various different uh, tricks, treatments, um, you know, clinical procedures, all the little hacks that Koreans use when they start seeing aging signs pop up, stick around for that because that's what we'll be doing on Thursday's deep dive episode. All right, I will leave it there. And in the meantime, I will see you on Style Story. 